tonight's That's What Be Said episode is sponsored by Play Adventure Parks. With locations in Avon and Columbus, Play offers over 25,000 square feet of activities, inclusive of ninja and obstacle courses, parkour, a zip line, the leap of faith, climbing walls, and our favorite, a full bar and kitchen. Daily admission costs $25 with unlimited play. They also offer event packages and memberships. Guys, if you're in the area in Avon near Cleveland, as well as Columbus, please go check them out. They have stayed safe throughout this COVID pandemic. They offer deep cleaning. Mask wearing is required. They also have different packages you can buy, bachelorette parties, ladies' nights out, men's night out, kid-free nights, lots of things. And we actually had the opportunity to chat with the owner and CEO and the COO. We're going to be playing that interview later. You'll learn more there. And uh, we are actually looking to set up an event with them within the next month. So that's going to be really exciting. Welcome into episode number 25. Hello, ladies. I'm your host, Bree at Breezy Clee. I'm joined by Brittany Mollis at Bird's Eye View. Hello, Brittany. Hello, episode 25. Look at us rolling around. Just roll a second season, by the way. <laughs> season two. Season two. And Meredith Kane at MCAN Sports. Hi, Mare. Uh, I think we've been renewed for the next five seasons. We have. Right? Yeah. I mean, who, we're not we're not gonna jump the shark, right? We're gonna Our be sequel like, is better. We're gonna season. be like the Simpsons, where we're just gonna be around for <laughs> 20, 30, 40 seasons. Plus Instead of Simpsons already did it, it's hashtag Mollus was right. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, we have to be transparent. That's what we're about on this show. And um, in full transparency, we typically have rundowns prepared, research, articles that we're prepping as we get ready for our shows. Uh, we had a great interview with the play people on Monday night. So that was a lot of fun. So we've recorded already once this week. But um We've been uh, kind of down in the dumps, the three of us, and we obviously wanted to make sure we got an episode out for all of you, and we just spent the first 25 minutes of the show not recording and releasing what we talked about, but this is our weekly therapy session, so you've all been warned. Uh, we're going to talk some Brown stuff because we need to cheer up, although I'm not sure this topic of discussion will cheer us up or get us in a worse headspace, but we just have to say... We all know that there are people out there that listen to us that look to us to brighten their days, brighten their moods. And, and we love hearing from you all. And we are all kind of going through our own things right now. It's been a challenging week for the three of us. So um, this is our outlet. So here we are. Brittany. I feel like right now I should interject. And you know, in Friends, when Ross, <laughs> when Ross is like, hi. <laughs> That's how I feel lately. <laughs> Hi. It's like um Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yes. You know how many times in my life somebody has told me I sound like Eeyore? Like it's I, actually I it's see funny, that. but <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> well, actually a few times when laughing? I mean when our recording has been messed up, I think I may have released the audio on one of the episodes, but like there was something messed up with the recording and oh Brittany sounded exactly like that. Hi guys. Hi yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. She had she had a couple of stages where her her mic, something was happening. It's out there. 
Um, but Brittany, I have to kick it over to you because I've been kind of off, off the cusp, I guess, in the Twitter world. Again, this is like my second week in a row where I've like avoided Twitter at all costs. Um, but I know that there's wars happening. There always are like the trenches never stop. So Brittany had texted Meredith and I, you know, cause we were all kind of like, it's been a bad day. It's been a bad week. We were all just in our feelings again. And Brittany was like, guys, don't worry about it. We're going to talk about Jarvis Landry. Oh Yeah. <laughs> And Meredith was like, what is going on? So Brittany, please mm -hmm. enlighten us. What is going on? I don't even know where to start. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> There's gonna I be a lot to unpack, isn't there? I guess where we could start is friend of the show, <laughs> Pete Smith. So Good. as we all know, friend of the show, Pete, has been harping this whole, you know, Jarvis Landry yes. isn't valuable. That whole conversation has been happening for probably like well over a year now. I feel like we've touched on this before. Yes, we have. So recently it has gained some momentum and he's not the only one on board with this anymore. What is happening is... Um, you know, Julio Jones is, he, he was on undisputed. I don't know yep. if you guys saw this. Yes. I did accidentally. See that. Yes. So he was talking to Shannon Sharp on the phone and <laughs> which in and of itself is a mess. Okay, like, wait. Imagine that happening. Yes. Can yes. we talk about this for a minute? Because I did actually catch that clip. Um, I think I heard it on the radio when I was driving to work on Monday was it confirmed? Did he actually know he was on air live? I don't think he did. Okay, because that but was like, my... You would, yeah, if you heard Skip Bayless in the background, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how could you not know? So I don't think it was confirmed that he knew it was, it was live and this was going to go out, but, you know, I don't know. But what he said was that he was, he wanted to be traded. He was done in Atlanta, like, it's time to go. So... All these, you know, obviously, once he says this, every fan base of every team is like, we need to get him, which granted, like he's amazing. He would be a great addition to any team. Right. That I just want to get on record as saying that first, that I'm not discrediting him at all. Like he's, he's phenomenal. Um, but, you know, Browns fans do this thing then where they sort of jump into fantasy land. Yes. And then they start getting real rambunctious and they want Andrew Barry <laughs> to, you know, hop on the phone and get him here at all costs. And, you know, if Andrew Barry doesn't make this happen, then the whole off season will be a failure sort of thing. And they're not looking at everything that they've already got. They're looking, yes. you know, at this one prize and they're like we got to get this so how that affects Jarvis Landry is the worlds are now colliding and fans are like well <laughs> oh boy time to trade Jarvis to get Jones on the team and the problem that I'm having with it is not that like okay you guys obviously who's better you know Landry or Jones Who's better receiver? It's Julio. Right. They're, they're yeah. not even the same type. 
Okay. Yes. I mean, everyone can agree on that. There's absolutely nobody arguing that Jarvis Landry is a better receiver. Let's just make that clear. And we all love Jarvis, by the way. Yes. And that's the second thing I want to point out is that we are very pro Jarvis on the show. We always have been. I still am like 100%. I'm saying that the offseason has already been a success. We don't need all of these things. People are like, well, we're in win now mode. We need to go get him. No, we're in win now mode without him. Right now. Like, it's fine. We have a good offense. I think people sort of forget that, (laughs) that, you know, the reason why Andrew Berry focused so much on defense is because our offense is pretty solid. We don't really need to go fiddling with that anymore. So the issue that I have with these fans is that instead of arguing that Jarvis Landry is a good receiver because he is like, I think that that's pretty obvious. They have this idea that, you know, how, when you're trying to set up one of your girlfriends with some guy and he's not all that great looking and they're like, well, you know, is he cute? He's really funny. And you're like, you're like, he's funny. He has a good personality. (laughs) You say all these things sort of like beating around the bush. Like, well, is he good looking though? Yeah, he's you know he's a nice guy you like bald thoughts yes, <laughs> eating hairlines this, <laughs> <laughs> this is what browns fans are sort of doing for jarvis landry and it's a discredit to his talent as yes. a wide receiver so what they immediately cling to is the intangibles i swear to god ladies if i hear the words culture changer heart and soul or leadership <laughs> One more time, I'm going to throw my phone into Lake Erie. I'm not saying that he's not any of those things, but also I'm not in the locker room and neither are any of these fans. So just because he made a very spirited speech on Hard Knocks three years ago, <laughs> that was it, wasn't does it? not mean that he is the heart and soul of this team. And I wish this discourse would be focused more on his talent and the way he fits in and and the way that he's a good receiver. We don't have to treat Jarvis like he's a funny guy, but maybe not that cute. No, he is. He's good. And we can just say that unapologetically and it'd be fine. But immediately, you know, these fans need to jump to culture change. Well, you know, he sets the tone. No, he doesn't. Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry do that, and they they have done an incredible job. Once the Haslam's decided to get out of their own way and trust Dee Podesta, they brought in the right guys, smart, calm leaders, and they set the tone. They are the they are the culture setters because, and this is yet yeah, again, this isn't like a knock on Jarvis Landry or any one player specifically, but you know, 2019, you go back, Jarvis Landry was there, and that team was full of yes. chaos yeah. because John Dorsey and Freddie Kitchens were running the show. Now you have two competent, grown, smart adults running this show. And you can say whatever you want about, you know, who's the heart and soul and who's the leader and blah, blah, blah. These two set the tone. If Jarvis Landry were to be gone tomorrow, the culture within the Cleveland Browns would still be good. And that's my whole point. I just want to see fans saying Jarvis is a good receiver because he is. You could look at his stats and say, yeah, I want that guy on my team. Is he Julio Jones good? No. 
but we don't need him to be. We just need him to be Jarvis Landry good. That's it. So that's what's been going on in Twitter. I have a theory about the culture vultures because it, Ooh, I like that term. Yeah, culture vultures. Culture vultures. Um, because it, it does, you're right. It seems to come up when you talk about Jarvis Landry. Um, and that is the side that is very against like not having Jarvis Landry on the team. They always, they always bring it back to the culture and the heart, his heart and soul, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, my theory is Jarvis was one of the first free agent signings that actually wanted to play in Cleveland and had passion for the team and the city and wanted to turn it around. I think it's really easy for fans to kind of grasp onto that because in the past, any free agent that signed with this team literally just viewed it as a paycheck, right? They're going to pay me really well because they have the money. They're going to suck. I just have to live with it and deal with it. Mm -hmm. However, at the same time, Jarvis was signing on Obviously, we had a rookie quarterback that was drafted with Baker Mayfield. He obviously saw playing time after that Jets game. And things kind of all happened hand in hand. It's interesting, though, because the whole leadership thing with Jarvis, if you go back to 2018 when he was on the team his first year, the only wide receiver left that is still on this team is Rashard Higgins. So it's, it's just like, so interesting to me because you've had all this turnover from a total team perspective, you've had coaching turnover, you've had GM turnover. So Brittany, like you're exactly right. When you say it's less about the players driving the culture Mm -hmm. as it is the GM and the coaching staff driving the culture, because Jarvis Landry was obviously there in 2018 when they went on that little run They didn't have a winning Mm -hmm. season, obviously, but we won. And he was also on the team in 2019 when things went to shambles. I mean, they, they all were like the core is still here that played in 2019. So the only change and the identifying factor in the culture is Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski and this coaching staff. Yes. And, you know, you look at, um, if John Dorsey and Freddie kitchens were still here, would Jarvis Landry still be the same, like, you know, culture guy? Would he still want to like cling to Cleveland and embrace? No, he wouldn't. He'd be asking to leave. And I don't blame him. Like, this is just, to me, the culture, it's, it's the coaches and the GM's responsibility to set a culture. Yes. This is part of their job. It's their job to, to sort of um, provide an environment where, you know, these players respect each other. And they've done a phenomenal job where the, the regimes before them have not. So, you know, also, I would like to point out that Mac Wilson doesn't get the same love and he embraces <laughs> Cleveland more than anyone on the team. He's constantly tweeting about his, his Twitter uh, profile picture right now is of Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry. Like nobody loves the Cleveland Browns more than Mac Wilson. But why doesn't he get the same treatment? In fact, he gets the exact opposite of it. It's literally just the hard knock speech. That's it. That's yeah. that's what it is. Like this guy came and he gave, and again, I love Jarvis. I want him on the team. I don't want to change anything about the offense, to be honest. I want to keep him. But it's not for, you know, the speech that he gave three years ago. It's because he's a good receiver. Him, him and Baker have a good dynamic going. I don't want to mess that up. 
I think there is, there's something off about Brown's Twitter. I, I'm trying to it's say it understatement very kindly. of the year. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, because here's the thing. So, you know, as someone who creates content for a living seven days a week, like that's my day job is creating sports content. It's- you create content? Excuse me. Can you be more specific? Is that radio content? Tweet? Okay, got it. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were just saying you tweet. Uh, I mean, I should, I really don't tweet as much as I used to. Um, I lost a bunch of followers when I was tweeting about hockey per usual. Um, <laughs> you did? Yeah. Well, it's so funny because it's like, like, cause I'll get every once in a while, I'll get like a wave of new followers, which is really cool and really exciting. But it's like, they expect me to live in this Cleveland bubble. And it's like, well, no, my family is from, my dad was born and raised in Cleveland, but I was born and raised in Washington, DC. I am loyal to my hometown teams, which are the Washington Nationals, the Washington Capitals. Um, and back in 2017, when I moved here, I switched my number one, like I still cheer for the Washington football team, but I consider the Browns my number one football team. But it's like they, it's like they expect me to exist in this like bubble of yeah. only tweeting about the Browns and only being a Cleveland. It's like, no, I have a life outside of my job and I have friends and family outside of the city of Cleveland. And like, it, I don't know, like, I don't know what you want from me. Like, okay, I'm going to tweet about how much I love Alex Ovechkin, like get over it. You know, if you wanted to follow someone who tweets about sports, yes, that's me, but it may not necessarily be the sport that you want me to tweet about, but I digress. I feel like Brown's Twitter takes things way too personally because we call these, like we refer to these as summer radio topics because there's really not a lot of sports happening. Like we do have baseball, but that's the only thing that's going on. And you can't really do three to four hour shows on one baseball team alone, you know, like if you were doing a national show, like on MLB network or MLB network radio, then yeah, that makes sense because you're covering the entire league, but to only talk about one singular team, you just can't make a radio show out of that. So you come up with different topics and a fun topic or a topic that should be fun to talk about is, well, what if the Browns traded for Julio Jones? Is it possible to trade for Julio Jones? What scenarios are realistic? And then once you look at those scenarios, it's okay, well, are those scenarios worth it? That's the whole development of that topic. And that should be a fun topic to talk about, but somehow you get one person bringing up trading Jarvis Landry for Julio Jones, because that is one of those realistic situations of if the Browns were to aggressively pursue Julio Jones, they would probably have to dump one of their higher paid wide receivers, which is either OBJ or Jarvis. That makes sense. Like there's nothing wrong with discussing that topic, but then suddenly everyone's taking it personally. Like it's not personal. It's just a fun summer topic when the only thing that's happening are OTAs and guys are running around in shorts and a t-shirt. Like, I don't, I mean, I wish that fans could like see what happens at OTAs because it's so boring. Like, <laughs> like literally, you know, it, OTAs, they're, that's it. Like it's a bunch of guys and guys in their twenties who are running around in t-shirts and shorts and throwing a football. Like, that's it. Like there's, you know, there, there are some things that you, you can learn from OTA and that's why the media is there covering it. 
But in general, it's literally just them, you know, getting finding their sea legs, getting to know their new teammates, get back to the field, get back to the facility that they're familiar with. Like, like OTAs are valuable, but like you can't make topics out of OTAs. So it's like if you want to talk about football and you want to have fun talking about football, this is one of those topics. But you just shouldn't take it so seriously and shouldn't take it so personally. Like Brittany used the term, and I think it was actually in our interview with the guys from Play Adventure, which, you, which you'll hear later in the podcast, she used the term um, cannibalizing itself. Mm-hmm. Like Brown's Twitter cannibalizes itself and it's so ridiculous. And when you have a team that is as good as the Browns are, when you have a regime that is as strong as Dee Podesta and Barry and Stefanski, and I'm going to put Callie Brownson in there too, because she has a lot to do with how things are run in that facility right now. Like when you put all of those really smart, really good people together, that's when you can talk about these fun topics. Like, well, okay, let's have a a hypothetical. What if the Browns traded for Julio Jones? Not a, oh, Jarvis, blah, blah, Julio's better, Jarvis's culture, blah. Like it's, uh, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Callie subtweeted, y'all wild, right? (laughs) Is that what she, she was talking did. about? I, I, yes. I, oh my gosh. I, I would assume her. maybe. Oh, absolutely. Because that was the whole timeline for like the past, I don't know, like week. It's just people arguing about this one very specific thing. <laughs> yeah. And like, here's the thing. It would be one thing if, you know, like Meredith said, if people would go back and forth and like friendly, you know, discussion about the stuff, the stuff that's supposed to be fun. But what happens is, these fans live in, you know, fantasy land where if you don't buy into exactly what I'm saying, then you're stupid and you don't know anything about football. And they get mad at you and Andrew Barry if this doesn't happen. This scenario that they dreamed up, that it had no, there was nothing to substantiate it. Like there's no rumors that this is actually taking place. This is just something that fans fell in love with and they ran with it. And trust me, like I do that with a lot of things, but you know, not with this because they're, they're like everyone wants him and they should, he's great. Yeah. But like, bro, you gotta, you gotta calm down, man. It's, I mean, it's the I, phenomenon though of like every time a free agent and a big name free agent specifically comes to the market, it's like Browns fans go nuts in like rumors or like tracking planes and finding any subtweet or who okay if you want to talk about like being crazy all these men because they're mostly men that do this stuff like I I notice like who they are that are that are doing these things Mm -hmm. they're like stalking the players Instagram pages to see who they followed what things they've liked I'm like this like pay attention to your wives and girlfriends maybe a little bit like you like pay attention (laughs) imagine (laughs) Also, I feel like this happened a little bit when Aaron Rodgers started talking about being oh gosh, Aaron discontent. Rodgers. Like, so here's what I noticed on Twitter. It felt like it was, and excuse my language for this. It felt like there was like a dick measuring contest to see who could stand Baker the most. Like yes. that's what I felt. Yep. Every single Browns tweet was about how much they like it. Oh my God. Like is Aaron Rodgers a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield? Of course he is. Would Aaron Rodgers be the right fit for Cleveland? Probably not. Like, if you look at that scenario and if you, like, again, the hypotheticals, what if the Browns tried to get Aaron Rodgers? They would probably have to give up Baker Mayfield. That's the scenario. Is it worth it? 
No, it's not. So you can look at that and discuss it intelligently and calmly and civilly without having to declare your love for Baker Mayfield over and over and then get angry when other fan bases come at you calling Baker a bad, I don't know. It was just like the Baker dick measuring contest on Twitter that happened a few weeks ago was absolutely <laughs> insane. Like you don't get brownie points for declaring your love for your quarterback louder than the next guy. Like, come on dudes. Like, oh, have you seen a, like pictures out. of Aaron Rodgers lately though? Cause like, yeah, he looks like he's gearing up for festival season. Yeah, he, 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 I saw the pictures of him in Hawaii with his, um, fiance. He was looking a little doughy. Like he was he looking look, a little he looks, around the middle. He looks just like he's like literally going to go hang out at Coachella for like yeah. all summer. I don't know. Yeah, like, he's, he's that, that vibe is just yeah. different. <laughs> he's sporting the quarantine hair. Yeah. Something looks, he looks, I don't know. I, I feel mean, like if Britney were a boy, that's what she would look like. Like, like how Aaron Rodgers looks that's right now. That's the nicest thing anyone's Just like today. Can I tell you something? Because I'm starting to get a complex. Can I tell you what happened today? Oh, no. Yes. So for like, and honestly, this is the fifth time this has happened. Okay. Keep that in mind. This is oh, the boy. fifth time this has happened. So me and Danny are sitting here. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a good story when it starts like that. And he looked at me. He's like, you are so handsome. He meant he was going to say handsome again for again. the fifth time in this relationship. Handsome. And the way he did it, it was so funny. So like, he was like, and I laughed so hard. I like collapsed onto the couch and I laughed till I could not breathe. And I was like, you son of a bitch. You almost called me handsome again. Wait, so this is this is just like looking at myself like have uh, other people yeah. called you handsome? Um, I think just my dad's your called me a handsome woman before. <laughs> You're a handsome woman. But so, yeah, like Danny, he does it constantly. <laughs> it's such a strange woman. word. Well, here's like I don't know that I've ever really heard anyone in our age group or younger use the word handsome unironically. Like I know my mom has said it, like if she sees like an athlete or someone should be like, Ooh, he's handsome. Like, or I've heard, I remember when I was in high school and I was in the marching band and my grandmother came out to one of uh, the football games. Cause she wanted to see me march. And our drum major was also like my section leader. And she goes, Ooh, that guy is handsome. I'm like, okay, grandma, you want his number? Like, I, like is that the I just like, like, cause I feel like when we talk about men nowadays, we don't necessarily say handsome. We'll say like, oh, he's good looking. He's hot. He's cute. Like, you know, like that, like those types of words. I can't remember the last time I ever used the word handsome to describe somebody's I, look. I call him handsome every morning. I say, he texts me. He's like, good morning, beautiful. And I respond. I say, good morning, handsome. Oh, like well, every see, day. That's cute. But see, that's adorable. So, like I always call him handsome, but like that doesn't give him the right to call me handsome <laughs> five times. I was going to say, is that the equivalent though? Of, like, have you ever called a boy pretty? Like some uh, yes. boys yes. have yes. pretty features. So I was like, is, is that like the same equivalent? But like, I don't, is that, is it more insulting to call a woman handsome than it is to call yes. a man pretty? 100 Yeah, I mean like just well, different. Cause, like, Cause I think also with men, like you can talk about features being pretty, like men yeah. with long lashes and yes. like, like, yeah, Reflection. like the, yeah, they have like really pretty eyes or they've got pretty skin. Like you can say that about men 
And like, and I think those features, like I would consider Aaron Rodgers a pretty man. I would say like Tom Brady, pretty, he's got pretty features. I mean, he's got a lot of work done. (laughs) I don't, I don't see it. I feel like I'm the only person and I'm not, and I say person because I've heard this from both men and women of all walks of life, like of every sexuality on the spectrum, all think that Tom Brady is hot. And I'm like, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I like, I, there are certain men where I'm like, I see why women think he is like hot, but then like me, I think Miguel Cabrera is the sexiest athlete. <laughs> so like, I cannot be trusted to make these claims. <laughs> Who am I to judge anyone, right? Just I'm just a handsome woman living my life. Look at me, am I like handsome? You're no. gorgeous. You are beautiful. I think it's my nose guys. <laughs> Stop. Stop. This is like a rare moment where I wish we were live so people could see what Brittany is doing in the camera right now. (laughs) She's using it as a mirror. Yes. I am. This is unrelated, but I feel like I have to share this breaking news. Um, So my in-laws came into town last night from Michigan and my father-in-law knows I'm obviously a huge Cleveland fan, Browns fan. And he was like, is there like anyone on the Browns with a number? He was like, the number's like 20 something. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, like there are Browns players that have numbers in the twenties. <laughs> I like didn't know what he was getting at. And he was like, they were on the turnpike. And he was like, there was a really, really nice car that drove past us. He was like, and there was a number on the license plate with a name. And I was like, well, what was the name? And he was like, oh, I think it was like Newsome, News. And I was like, Newsome. He was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, is that a player? And I was like, yeah. I was like, then he's his number's in the 20s. I think it is, I think right? he's, he's number 20, yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. It could have been his college number. I don't know if he said like 22. I, I don't know. It was in the 20s. And he was like, yeah. He was like, I just noticed because he was like, they passed us. They He passed us on the highway and was going fast. And he was like, and I was checking out the car. He said it was a white Corvette. And then I was like, please tell me oh, he gosh. bought a Corvette. Oh God. Because he's gonna shut down Juju <laughs> two times this year. Like that is a storyline that I will sign myself up for. Oh, yeah, I'm here for that. Amazing. Like if so, he bought a Corvette. Someone yeah, needs to confirm he, that. If he bought a Corvette to troll Juju. I love, love it. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> like that is like Cleveland. Like. What, what is our saying? Pete gets us like that would be yeah. it. Yeah, He's probably had us. it. Like, let's be real. He's probably had it. Um, but anyway, uh, one breaking news to the other guys, it's time for our pubic service announcement. Yes. <laughs> I did it. Um, we've been talking about this for the last couple of episodes, but Manscaped has introduced the new upgraded lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the US and Canada. So we've been talking about this. You guys get a special 20% off discount with us with free shipping using the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. Again, this has the ceramic blade and skin safe technology. Uh, they worked with Elon Musk's engineers to make sure that your testes are safe and protective. And again, this trimmer is different from all the other trimmers because it's great for traveling. Um, It has the 4,000K LED spotlight um, that goes on and off for precise shaving. It also has customizable um, trimmers with guard lengths of one through four. 
And again, it has that wireless charging and can also be used in the shower. So you keep your pubes contained. Um, again, if you guys want the code from us, that is a 20% off discount using the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. I successfully made it through again. Um, and I you did was a great job. My, I was telling my mom, my mom, again, she was on a run on Saturday and she goes, I heard you shout me out that I was on a run. She goes, and I was on a run. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what, what do you have? She was like, I have five things this time about the podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. And she was like, but it's not the pubes. She was like, I like the pubes. I was like, oh my God, no, don't say that. <laughs> And she was like, what's, she's like, what's going on with the pubes? She was like, why do you always, she was like, why do you have a hard time? And I was like, well, I was like, mom, we're on video. So I like Brittany and Meredith can see me. I can see them. I said, and Brittany is always like hold, trying to hold herself together when I'm talking about shaving I balls. Actively, like I was just looking at my phone. So like, I could <laughs> ignore you while you do it. I didn't even, I didn't even as look soon as you said a pubic service announcement, I was like, hmm. <laughs> You don't even want to know where my mind goes. And I'm going to tell you, you don't want to know, but I'm going to tell you anyway, when you're talking about this technology with Elon Musk, the first thought that comes to my head is, does he want to send your testicles to space? <laughs> he wants to keep them safe. Yes. Like the testes. It's about the send testes. Send them up to the space station. Yes. Intergalactic <laughs> testicles. So no, like once again, though, she had five points from the podcast. And again, I lost, I got, I lost it all after the pube conversation. So (laughs) that's it. um, This, I think this is our last week of, of the pube. So we'll see. see. Um, All right. Well, that wraps up our conversation for this evening, but um, stay tuned because we have a wonderful interview with the owner and CEO of Play Adventure Parks, Greg Carlin. And then we also got to chat with his COO, Brian. Uh, We had so much fun with them when we were recording this. They are a hoot and a blast. And we cannot wait to go visit them at their Avon location and hopefully uh, have all of you guys out with us when we go there. So stay tuned for that. Um, We hope you enjoy that episode and let us know what you think and make sure you go ahead and follow play CLE and play CBUS on Twitter. Right now we've got a fun interview lined up with some guests from play adventure parks. Um, if you are familiar with play, you may know that there is one near Cleveland and Avon, Ohio. And then there's also one in Columbus, Ohio. We've got listeners all over Ohio. So I know we have some Columbus folks here, but joining us in the show tonight is the owner and CEO, Greg Carlin. Hi, Greg. How are you? Great. Thanks for having us. Of course. And then the COO, Mr. Brian, welcome. Hey guys, how's it going today? We are so happy to have you on because I had the opportunity to actually visit the Avon location um, on my birthday. It was my birthday treat. Got to take the kids out there. Um, And I have to, we were talking before the show and I had to say like, I think I had more fun than all of the kids at the (laughs) uh, play adventure park. Um, So I wanted to ask you, Greg, um, I know that your idea kind of came to life maybe in a little bit of a different way. Um, and your daughter had something to do with that. Can you share with our listeners exactly how this idea was birthed? Yeah, she, uh, my daughter had a huge part in it actually. And she was eight going on nine at the time. Um, 
I was I was in a proverbial making a change of my life and career choices and all this and was deciding on things to do. And this had been a idea that in a couple different forms through many drinks and cocktails was starting to take some shape. Um, but where it really sort of crystallized is um, we we're out for a, a family ski trip a couple winters ago. It was actually 2015, 2016 winter. And my daughter and I, who again, she was eight going on nine, we're on a ski lift, one of which actually goes over a ropes course that in the summertime, that ski resort, you know, tends to, you know, it, it uses. And we've been there before. And we're talking about how fun it is. And it's a great thing to do for all ages and it's everything. And we said, well, wouldn't it be cool if there was one inside that you could do all the time? And it was sort of that simple little question that started it. And that night, started Googling like indoor ropes courses and couldn't find anything. And, you know, I was the parent at that time who, you know, we were going to birthday parties at some of the trampoline parks, or there's, you know, occasionally there's inflatable places and I, not to, you know, not to bash in those places, but like as an adult, I hated that. Like the kids had fun for 30 or 40 minutes. It was like one thing to do. And so we kept talking about, well, wouldn't it be cool to kind of have multiple activities that are very approachable for everybody? And not only can adults do it and participate and build confidence and, you know, develop skills for it, but, you know, the kids have a way to sort of stay active and, you know, look, I, I, I think I'm a student of behavior that I watch people and like, not all kids do the same thing at the mm -hmm. same time. And so having that ability to flex like where people go. And it kept snowballing from there, you know, hey, we should put a restaurant in because I love food and Cleveland loves food. And we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to show like what a, a, you know, a non-concessionaire sort of cool, like sports pub like environment could look like. And we're going to sell alcohol and we're going to sell a lot of different party packages because we want people to get together and have experiences. So I'll wrap it up and, and just say, like it was, it was one of these things that just kept snowballing and turning bigger and bigger and turned into the idea. And, and my daughter, not only at the forefront of it, but at the time, since I sort of quit everything to, to make this a thing, to do it, um, she was the one at nine years old, like I'd come home for a day and she'd be like, okay, well, what'd you do today? What'd you accomplish? Like <laughs> we talk about, we talk about who the real CEO is. I didn't use the title myself. <laughs> It was, it was my nine-year-old at the time. And I mean, she, she saw this thing to fruition more than anyone, probably any other single person. I mean, come on. She, she actually joined as the chief playoff officer from day one. <laughs> I, I was unfortunately, I was just the second employee. She was number one. So how um, old is your daughter now? So she's, she's 14 now. Um, so if she's, yeah, finishing up middle school, going into the big high school next year. And uh, yeah, it's funny, you know, she wants nothing to do, of course, with me or, you know, any of this. Because, no? Well, you know, I have to, I have to say that a little dramatically, um, <laughs> you know, in, in no particular order, right? You have TikTok, you have, oh, yes. uh -huh. mm -hmm. right? I mean, I get it. You'd say no more. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. She right? can run the social media accounts, right? I was about to say, I feel yeah. like what you guys have going is perfect TikTok content. It is. It it absolutely is. Yeah. And we're we're neophytes when it comes to it, like trying to get better. Because I don't know. I think if you could figure out that algorithm on TikTok, 
I mean, come on, you can do anything. That's yeah. right. So much yeah. exposure. I, so I have to share, um, since I was there in April, um, I was just chatting with Brian and Greg, um, before we started the show and my daughter who is seven, uh, is a little bit hesitant to try new things, like maybe a little bit unsure of herself. And for me, it was really cool to just see her kind of develop that confidence as she was at the park, uh, because there's so many like different climbing walls and you have like a little harness that is attached to you. So you, you, you're safe during this whole time. And once she started to really get a feel for the harness and how she would climb up the walls and then repel herself back down, she literally was like all over that place. Like she was like, see you mom, I'm going to go over here and climb this wall. And I was like, wait a minute, like, stop, like, let me watch you. Like, are you going to be okay? And she just like, she would have been there for hours if we would have let her. Um, but I was getting really hungry and moody. Um, and it was also my birthday. So I had to put a stop to all the fun that was happening. Um, but it was just really cool because you're right. Like there's just so many different things to do and to kind of develop that like different skill set and the confidence level, even in the two hours that we were there was just really cool to watch. Yeah. There's something about, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of the fact that like, like an athlete right? Comes in all shapes, sizes, ages. I mean, you, you sort of, you, you go down the list and, you know, we're able to you know, create an environment, I guess, and hopefully an experience for people where um, the idea of what a traditional athlete that you may see on TV can sort of be broken through, through skill development, right? And it sometimes is those little things where, you know, your confidence in a attacking a climbing wall leads to, you know, trying out for a soccer team mm -hmm. or going out for lacrosse or, you know, what, whatever it may lead to it, they're all building blocks for one another. And there's something cool about the activities that we have that work just as much for a five-year-old as they do for somebody who's 50, who's 70. And that same confidence and that same ability to sort of push through something out of the ordinary um, it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I don't think any of us sort of took appreciation or understanding of what it would be beforehand, but you know, our employees and us, like, it's so cool to be able to see somebody accomplish something, see the smile on their face, sometimes see the fear yeah, and walk through it. And that, you know, that's, that's pretty rewarding on our end. And, and I have like one final story of my trip there. So little dude, I talk about him a lot. He's five. He's wild. <laughs> You know, and he immediately finds like a little parkour course. He was doing it completely wrong, by the way. But whatever. I was like, just live your life. Go have fun. Do whatever you want to do. But so he went up to the rock climbing wall off to the left where you have like the big, I'm trying to like explain this to the, to the listeners. There's like the big thing that you fall down on. What do you call that? Like the big black thing with filled it's an, with air? It's an airbag. Okay. So big yeah. airbag that catches you when you're on the climate because you're not harnessed on that part. So you physically have to climb. And then if you're going to fall off, you, you land in the big airbag. And so I was like nervous because I was like, I don't know if he's going to be able to like climb up very far, but he was like going. And then his favorite part was just falling back onto the airbag. But what kept happening to him was he would of course land in the part between the wall and the big air bubble. So all I would see, he would fall and all I would see is his hand like in the air. I had to dive onto the air bubble to rescue him <laughs> literally no less than 10 times. It was just a huge game to him of like falling. And he was like, Falling is falling is the most fun part in the entire facility. Like 
climbing climbing requires sweating and effort which is something that i don't like to do all the time <laughs> now falling falling requires no sweat no effort just faith no it's skill all- <laughs> right i'm gonna be great at falling i can't exactly. wait to go fall <laughs> so I, i'm talking about skill I'm, I'm 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 taking a left turn here i hope you guys don't mind but um, did anybody take some time like while the draft was in town and actually watch people attempt like the field goal kicks? Was that I saw a few. I saw a few, yeah. Biggest train wreck in, in like I've ever seen. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, it, what do you mean? All of these people are on Twitter talk like getting mad at Cody Parkey for missing field goals and they got to actually go try it themselves. That's right. And I I I think I sat there for like a good 20, 25 minutes and I saw one make and about a hundred misses. And I thought, you know, this is about the most Cleveland thing of my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's about the percentage on our like waterfront lake plans. Oh, Oh, sorry. That's That's right. We're going to the urban development sector of the podcast. That's great. Yeah. Well, I was. Well, you guys, maybe we should get a we should get a play park up there. That would be. There you go. That'd be so cool. That would be awesome. So we in town. Yeah, a play park. That would be great. We. Um. I was talking with a few of my coworkers, and we were talking about like wish list items. Yeah. uh, For the lakefront, like what we would want. Like for me, my number one wish list item is just a beach sand where I can stick my toes in and lay out, read a book, get a tan. You know, a lot of people were saying, um, you know, bars, uh, someone said a fishing pier, which I thought was really cool. But now I'm thinking, I have put a play adventure park. That's going to be like my new number one wish list item. How about yeah, some scenic front? Scenic, oh, scenic that's good. Putt. That is yeah, so good. Scenic putt putt. There we go. There you go. Right. I want to dive into that one a little more, but yeah, cocktail. Oh, you, get, you get 18 holes all devised. I love that Cleveland landmark. It could be great. Oh, that'd that be sounds, cute. That sounds like such a great idea. Do you want I us to edit it. this out so no one steals yeah, your idea? We can't have anyone steal this from you. <laughs> Craig, Craig, I'm putting my two weeks right now. That's Time right. to go chase your dreams. Yeah. Next ones. Um, all right. I have one more question and then I'll kick it over to Brittany or Meredith. Cause I know they have some things they want to ask you. Um, so obviously you guys have, there's a ton of fun things to do at the park. We've already talked about a few of them, the wall climbing, there's a zip line. Yeah. There's a ninja course where you, you have to be very comfortable with heights. I will say, mm-hmm. um, because if you're queasy, I, I would say that's probably, you have to conquer a fear there. Um, what what is your favorite thing to do greg and brian like do you have a favorite at the park brian you go first on this one. yeah we have a climbing structure called the pole walk and it's where you didn't do that one in concentric it's it's pole poles that are in like a circle and you're taking a step up every you know you go up about a foot and a half every time you go you reach like 18 feet um i do not like heights uh, I've never liked heights, like climbing a ladder. No, no, thank you. Um, so, you know, obviously running an adventure park is right in my line of uh, <laughs> expertise. Um, but this was the, that was the first element when I came on board that I used to kind of beat my fear of heights, I guess. And it's also the one that I like working the most, like, you know, when I'm actually out on the floor helping out for an event or, you know, during one of our breaks, and it's the one where you get to see kind of like this widest range of the, the kind of the mental, the mentality that it takes to conquer heights. You know, you'll see 
five and six year olds that sprint up it and then you'll see 40 year olds freeze three feet off the ground <laughs> and be like nope not today satan not gonna happen and they're like i'm just gonna take a step off here is that okay and i'm like that's perfectly fine don't worry about it but then they're kind of, they kind of come back like 10 minutes later like you know man I, i'm gonna try it again i keep seeing these kids do it and i kind of want to get to the top and and it might take them like 10 or 12 times but you know the amount of people that go from that like I'm going to jump off like three feet off the ground to I'm 18 feet up and it's wobbly and I may have just peed a little, but this is great. And they kind of like step off and then they float down. That's the kind of spot that I enjoy the most it, at CL. I never and, tried that one. The line was always like, that was a very popular one amongst yes, the crowd. It is very popular. I'm just here for the bar. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my I, I will say my favorite is the ropes course and particularly the one that we built down in Columbus. Um we 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 took everything that we learned in CLE and turned it like upside down and put it on steroids. And the ropes course that we built down there is I don't know, five five X the the size and scope of this one here. Um it's actually the world's largest indoor course. Like we put some. It's we put San some Francisco Berry Bonds versus Pittsburgh Berry Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, Greg, do you live in Cleveland or do you go to, are you in Columbus? You know, it's, it, it, it's hard to tell on some days, particularly <laughs> the last year. Um, but yeah, I, I am, I am from Cleveland, born and raised. Uh, I was a Parma and Strongsville guy, and and oh. you know, after some time away, um, I've been I've been back here since 2003, which is like crazy to think about how much has changed in that time. Um, yes. I mean, one we have you know a couple of decent teams that roll in and out every few years and such, and a couple. yeah, a couple. <laughs> um, like, here's the biggest change, right? I you you guys referred to it last week, right? In in your episode, um, it's cool to be a Browns fan again. Oh, it's amazing! It like it's fun. and it's fun. It's it fun to be a Browns fan, and I haven't seen that in a long time. I mean, as a as a lifelong you know fan, and there's lots and lots of us, right? It's been it's been a hard road, but. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta have the sour to enjoy the sweet. And I like lots of sour, unfortunately, in our time. So Greg, what's their record going to be this year? Well, that um, was one of our questions. Yeah, you guys gotta wait till <laughs> the end. That's a good. We need your predictions. We're gonna ask your predictions. Yeah. You're taking <laughs> our jobs away from us. One of you said fourteen and three. Which one? Which one? That was Brittany. Brittany. Yes. Oh, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great I mean, prediction. It is a great prediction. Um, now, do you do you think you know your losses in that one? Yes, um, Kansas City, Minnesota, and Baltimore. <sighs> Baltimore <laughs> one or Baltimore two? Baltimore one. When we play in Baltimore. <laughs> in Baltimore. Yes. Okay. But I love it. Baltimore. Baltimore the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> the tale of two Baltimores. Um, I, I was a, 
I was a 12 and five or going into things so far. So I think that's I'm what me and Meredith have. But honestly, I can't think of five games we're going to lose. So I don't that's know why what I I'm that. saying. You guys are playing it safe. And I'm just like, go all in on it. Cause last year I predicted 13 and three, which was a little, you know, I overstepped a little bit, but like, I felt pretty confident about that going in. So, you know, adding one more win to this, I'm like, yeah, that seems about right for me. Yeah. But no, we're going to get into that I, at the I, end. I so don't you worry. Okay. I know he's right. taking our job. Does that mean that we get to go and run the ropes course and like yeah. work the ropes course it. since, since you're taking our jobs, we're going to go take your job, right? 100% the day you guys want to come out. We got you. Okay. We have to talk about this Okay, because a couple weeks ago, I don't know. We were getting attacked. It's just like another day on the internet. And I know world. it was but just a normal Tuesday. I don't even remember what it was. It was, in, we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, and Brittany responded as we always do. We don't like to be punching bags around here, but I had responded and said, I will challenge all of these men, these manly men to any type of sporting competition. So I think we should do the showdown at yes. play Cleveland yeah, in Avon, Ohio. We will take you on the walls, the ninja course, you yes. got, what do you think? Do you think people would show up and challenge us? Look, I'm going to, I'm going to really show my age here, but like way back in the day, ABC used to have like this battle of the stars, right? It was like a decathlon, oh, no. of like all sorts of athletes, right? Male, female, all these sports. We could put one on here, yes. put everybody through the challenge. I love it. We're going to do it. It's such a great follow idea. Up. Do you do training? So like I could show up <laughs> and be like a ringer that they're not expecting. We can make Absolutely. that happen. Yeah. Brittany it. has big hands. So what would she be the best at on the course? Yes. Climbing. Climbing. Okay. So Brittany, your man Seriously. hands, they're going to, you're going to pull through. Man hands. They're so like spacious. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one can they're see like you on this hands. other. I mean, so like you can, you can grab two holds at one time. It's perfect. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember, but this was, this had to have been like one of our very first episodes when we first started, or it was, I think it may have been during the pandemic when there wasn't much going on. One of our episodes, we got on a weird tangent about hand sizes, and we all like tweeted with oh, yeah, uh, the over all of our hands. Yes, our hand you know, sizes. Yeah, because all the Dales were up in arms about you know this guy's hands too small. It was Joe Burrow. It was or, wasn't you know, it Joe Burrow? Yeah, yeah and, and it so was, it may like, have been around combine. draft time. Yeah, yes. and Chad had to say something. Yeah. Yes. So we <laughs> we did. Uh, we got. Um, we all did our little rulers with our hand, thumb to pinky measurements, and we tweeted it out. And Brittany, I think, had both me and Bree beat by about three and a half inches and Joe Burrow, in hand I size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Brittany has two knees that work still, so you could be a quarterback. Oh, now. there you go. Don't, don't give me any ideas. All right. <laughs> I am. I'm so excited for all of the heights things. I have zero fear of heights. I love heights. So any kind of heights challenge put me in. I mean, yeah. Meredith, you would love the ninja course. I'm, I, I used to watch American Ninja Warrior pretty religiously. Love that um, show. I, yeah. And I've like low key kind of want to be on it, but I don't have a lot of grip strength. So like one monkey bar and I'd be in the water. Listen, now you know guys that can train you for this. Exactly. Yes, true. I want to come well, in. Now train you know guys who know guys who can. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that was actually like, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but I was going to ask, um, do people come to your gym for like fitness? Do they come to work out and try and get in shape? Do they yeah, use so your facilities for that purpose? All of the above. You know, I, I won't say that anybody really, like we do have, we have memberships available. 
uh, and people do use our memberships for training often. Uh, but typically we're, on, we're used by athletes. You know, if people are really working on fitness or core strength or, you know, they're targeting upper body, we're kind of like their off day. So like they've got lifting, they've got their routine. We're kind of like that thing they do to use their muscles in a, a different format. Um, what I guess like, you know, to kind of train a, a little bit differently, work more on balance, work on a little bit of different muscle set than just, you know, working out reps in the gym. Gosh, that's a cool idea. You will, my, you will be sore my... and tired and sweaty. That's all. I, yeah. Like, if you spend any time with us, you are sore, you are tired, you are sweaty, and you just know you've done something different the next day. I wore my Apple watch. Like I put it on like my other or whatever, um, mm -hmm. as an option and just had it like running. I burned a ton of calories. It was just different, a different kind mm -hmm. of like heart rate spiking up and down. Um, and I was really sore shoulder area the next day. Um, yeah. and then my forearms, obviously, but I mean, even just like that ninja course, like balancing on some of those things, I was terrified. I was like, at one point I was just like hanging on to my thing. And I was like, I guess I'll just swing to this next area. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. But going forward. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you something else. So uh, in a couple of weeks, we're starting up um, like 21 and overnights on Friday. Ooh. Right. And, and what we're trying to do there is, is you know, play a little more on the fun side of it. Right. So, you know, keep it for the adults. Um, we're going to have a whole bunch of sort of yard games and other stuff that we come up with. I'm telling you one that we're, we're working on right now. Um, this was going to be more of a late summer, like training camp sort of thing, but we've measured out, we have the ability to kick 40 yard field goals in here. Um, and we've, and so it's the field goal, if you will, is actually the top of the zip line platform that we have. So like for people to visualize this, it's not only kicking that distance, but height at the same time. Um, we've been practicing already. We've, we've had a couple of double doinks uh, <laughs> you know, multiple times. And like, this is going to be fun. We're going to put some prizes to this. And like our, our goal is we got to find a way to get the Scottish hammer in for this to like show this off because yeah. We have had a handful of athletes like come in here, including some Browns and Cavs players and such over the years. Mm -hmm. And like, I think he would be a great addition to sort of represent. We've got the bar. Oh, yeah. We've got. But, I mean, our favorite ex Brown, Joe Schobert. I was gonna All say, right. I remember seeing a video of him there. Yeah, they they came in. Um, it was legit. They had a great time. But like watching him do some of the stuff versus, like, it's just mm -hmm. a completely different human. <laughs> body. I mean, like, not sure. like the host of that's what B said when we come out, like you're going to have that same reaction. Yeah. It's like, I I'm so used to seeing like these really athletic, like uber thin, like Ninja warrior athletes come in and they're, they, they're killer. They're amazing at it. And then Joe shows up at like 250 pounds and still just like rocks out. And I'm like, Oh, that's what would happen if I put myself to it. Okay. Now <laughs> Hey, by the, by the way, since since you just mentioned the show name, um, have you guys always gone by B, Bree and Brittany, or is this just something that you came up with the show? And the reason I ask is my daughter is a B, and we've we've always she's always been known that, and you know we've we've used that's what B says on multiple times. Oh, I love that. 
Yeah, that's so cute. No, like my nieces, they call me Aunt B. So that's the only like connection. But then we we're just like, well, we can't say Brie or Brit. So let's just say B. And then that's what she said because, you know, the office. Yeah, hello. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, guys. So you have, you have the location in Cleveland, the location in Columbus. We already talked about, you know, how we're going to pressure you to put one right downtown. <laughs> so that's on deck. Um, are there any other plans to expand in the near future? Yeah, there is. Um, can you say? Um, we, we can say because it's all a wish. And so I have to sort of dream it to, to happen anyway. Um, you know, if you were to ask me today, you did, um, what's probably like my number one spot? Like Nashville's probably top of my Ooh, list. Love we that. Are, That's a good place. Yeah, we are, uh, we're really interested in, in getting out of state. Um, we have some yeah. pretty aggressive growth plans because we think there's, you know, a really cool opportunity to put a bunch of these around the country, um, yeah. you know, and just have another representation of some something Cleveland born and, and uh, bred. Um, and each one can have the ability to get better. So, um, you know, you talk about like a downtown one, what's really kind of exciting for us is at least, at least here, like we've already been planning, like the ability to do indoor and outdoor ones Mm -hmm. where you can actually sort of combine, you know, combine the the love of all seasons to, so to speak. Um, so yeah, we, we, we'll keep looking. We almost had one in Cincinnati a couple of years ago and, um, I'm glad we waited, uh, Columbus is a lot better. Uh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I always I forget Cincinnati is even there, honestly. It's Kentucky it. anyway. Yeah. 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 It, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna be moving pretty quick. We just got to get out of this this you know little pandemic thing. And what? Something happened last year. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in my house. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Another question. Now this is like something I'm very interested in. You know, you mentioned that you serve, you have like bar and like you serve alcohol and stuff. You also host bachelor bachelorette parties and like, you know, different kind of parties and events. Can you tell us more about that? Because that is very intriguing. Yeah. Well, Brian, since you usually perform at many of those, why don't you go ahead with that one? Well, I, I'm usually the talent, not the scheduler. But sure. uh, no, so what we pride ourselves on is like, you know, we, what, what I like to say is we have a very, very short corporate ladder when it comes to planning uh, different events. So smaller uh, than you think. Yeah. <laughs> if one of the two of us decides that it's a cool idea, we pull it off no matter what. Um, so we like to cater to events. So like, you know, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, um uh, we've done after proms we've done uh we've got we've got uh, wedding rehearsal dinners you know one of our goals is actually to do a wedding um we actually set up a booth at um at the today's bride expo in columbus uh this year and like we really pitched you know people coming in and getting married inside of play c bus or play cle uh we didn't have anybody bite yet (laughs) But it's still the goal uh, for us to manage to at least get somebody married off uh, and have the ceremony inside. Uh, I'm hoping we can get her to zip line down uh, down the aisle. Yes. But have it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So we t- we what we like to do is say like you know we're willing to go out on a limb and help you create the adventure of your own, uh, of that you want. It, it's you know it's like the old school books like you choose your own adventure. You know so if you want if you want food if you want a little bit of booze if you want some play if you want team building. 
um, or if you want to do anything kind of fun, then we'll put the package together that'll kind of fit your group the best possible way. You know, bachelor, bachelorette party. Sure, let's do so, like a wine, dine, and zip line. It'll be fun. Oh, uh, that's you know, awesome. we, we can wine, dine, and yeah. zip line. Yeah, I how about that? that. <laughs> we that that's what our girls' nights need to be. Exactly. To be wine, we're dine, dine, in we're gonna do something. That's that's perfect. Come oh on, come God. drink some rosé at play. It'll be fun. I promise. Oh, you are great at this. this. No wonder you're the COO. Are you also the CMO? Are you the marketing officer as well? <laughs> Chief content officer. My goodness. <laughs> and, and here we are, Brian and I playing, you know, we, we have a game of bingo going on of all the words we should be using. And he's yes. just knocked off like half of them. <laughs> <laughs> I play for keeps, Greg. I play for keeps. Yeah. This is so, so cool. So let me let me ask you guys something because I, I, this actually came up this weekend. I was uh, I was at a group dinner. Um, my daughter's soccer team. We were in Columbus, and I, we had a couple of them out to dinner that night. And so we were talking about high school related stuff, and and we were asking them a whole bunch of questions. And one of the questions I asked them is, if you could pick your prom theme today, like your eighth graders going into oh high school, if you could put pick your senior year prom theme what would it be? I'd ask the same question of you guys, if you could stay on prom or if you were going to throw like the coolest birthday party for yourself or one of your best friends, what's your theme that you're going to go with? Cause we can help make that happen of course. But I love people talking about theme parties. Like you know my theme, like really cool. Go mm -hmm. ahead, Britt. Meredith, back me up on this one. Like okay. a spooky theme. Yes, Halloween dress up. That's exactly, yes. you were reading my mind because I was like, oh, yes. it could be like some kind of costume party <gasps> or like a night, so fun. or like 90s theme where people like show up in like jorts and tie dye. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. But yes, like a Halloween, people show up in costume. <gasps> Scariest costume like and wins a prize. Oh so my what's, God. Your, what's your Halloween, what's your Halloween movie that you're going to like base it on? Which is the best one there? Oh, Halloween Town. Halloween oh, Town. God. Oh. What if it was like a Hocus Pocus theme? Hocus one? Pocus. Like, is that there, is so there a adorable. better Halloween movie? There are so many really good Halloween movies. Like all of the Halloweens with Jamie Lee Curtis. I love them. Um, oh, yeah. I went on. I went on a scary movie binge last summer because you know quarantine. What else am I going to do? So I watched Britney's Shaky. She lives alone and she watches spooky she movies like herself. Home Alone in the Dark. <laughs> I love it. Um, I went, I watched every single movie in the Conjuring universe. They were all so good. I loved them. I also feel like, like hosting, like, okay, this is, I don't watch this show anymore. I used to, it's like big when I was in college. It still is big, like has a huge following, but like being the spot for like a bachelor, bachelorette date. There you go. You know, they it always could, yeah. love those like little challenges together. Like imagine them on the ninja course, like getting over their yes. fear. Yeah. So like the so like the show The Bachelor, Bachelorette, where people yeah. are like looking for love, like speed dating at the adventure park. Yes. Right. Got a bond. I, I, this that's no joke. Like some of the first dates that you'll see here. Oh, that would be amazing. It, it is an amazing place because you don't have to like worry about the conversation and the awkwardness. Like all of that comes with the package. That's so like, fun. And if he sucks, you can something. zip line away from him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember like when we were dating, it was like, we're going to go bowling together. Like people don't bowl anymore. No, Let's go see a movie. Do. Oh, wait. No. Like I, I was the yeah. guy who 
terrified to go bowling because like I wanted to be good to try to like look good. Mm. I suck at bowling. <laughs> I'm terrible. If you look good at bowling, is that really a good look? <laughs> I, well, I just know that my hands were always too sweaty and they would get stuck in the bowling ball like <laughs> holes because I was nervous. Shut up, Meredith. <laughs> I was always fanning my hands. <laughs> now, Brittany, how about you? Do they have bowling balls for your hands? <laughs> You know, <laughs> she has to do like the palm hold. She might have to do like the custom drill. So the holes are like farther apart from each other. Yeah, bowling's not really my forte. <laughs> pinkies, like you can only roll like through pinkies. She does the fingertip grip on the ball. <laughs> Poor Brittany. This is not okay. a roast, Brittany. I still ask for the bumpers. So you're good. I would too. I feel like it just makes it so much easier. Why would you not want it to be easier, right? <laughs> it's yes. more fun. That's why I loved it. Um, my nephew, he's nine right now, but when he was like five to seven years old, like bowling parties were his favorite thing. And so they would put the bumpers up for him. And I loved going to his bowling parties because I always did so well <laughs> with those bumpers up. <laughs> Humble brag. Yes. <laughs> So you mentioned wanting to get the Scottish hammer in there. How about trying to get Miles Garrett in Ooh, there? Yeah. Because he's been posting a lot of gym videos lately. And you mentioned that um, that your your Adventure Park kind of acts as an auxiliary day for people yeah. with fitness goals. I feel like Miles Garrett could tear it up in there. I would be, I would be very interested to watch that. <laughs> we need to just will we the wall start. hold miles garrett is the question <laughs> yeah it's the wall anything <laughs> how many harnesses would you need to support him do you think miles is okay with heights like because i can imagine him doing really really well on a lot of like the strength and agility but if there's like the ropes course where it's all about height like what if he's scared of heights yeah. that would be that'd be such an interesting thing to see like this like the strongest man in the world be up there and be like no guys i'm good now, granted, he could probably box jump it, you know. Oh, and, my gosh, yeah. yeah. Yes. And, like, he's like, oh, 30 feet? Sure, I got this. Watch. Um, yeah, that would be that would be quite a spectacle. I mean, are those videos amazing? Like, I think for some people, they're probably great because they're like, you know, that's the inspiration I needed. Like, I'm going to get back in the gym and I'm going to crush it. I try, <laughs> and I just try to turn away. I'm like, nope. <laughs> so i'm convinced that miles garrett is who like the gym bros think they are because i can't count like before the pandemic when i was going to the gym regularly because they were open like you always go and there's always these guys who are super tryhards and you know they're like oh let me see like look at that look at this massive deadlift but then their back is rounded so they're probably going to like rupture a a spinal cord or something or you know they try to squat but they have really bad hip and ankle mobility so their squats look like crap but then you have miles garrett just like looking perfect and everything like i feel like he's yeah, yeah. yeah he he's he's who the gym bros think they are when they're going super try hard it's the, the awkward gym. grunts for me from the gym bros <laughs> it's like i must accentuate every muscle movement with the most like guttural animalistic nasty sound that i can possibly think of you're describing just, my oh. husband when he lifts in our basement i'm like what is dying <laughs> down there like is this necessary max effort oh my gosh so well so let's talk about sports a little bit because you guys are 
big Browns fans. Uh, what made you the most excited this off season? Was there a free agent acquisition, a draft pick? What did Andrew Barry do in the past four months that got you super hyped for this upcoming season? I, I think it's more what he didn't do. There was no drama. There was no like side story that was pulling away from like what they were targeted to do. They're like, this is the plan that we've had for the last two years. Last year, they addressed the offense. This year, we're addressing the defense. Like, one plus one equals two. Not like, well, you know what? We're going to go out and land some splashy, splashy free agent because that's what the fans want. And, you know, or because it's it just like the, the, the singular focus on improving the team versus getting kind of lost in the tangents that offseason can have. You know, no players really, like knock on wood, getting into any kind of trouble. You know, they've just done a great job kind of holding it down as an organization. And it, I moved to Ohio in 2005, uh, and I've never seen that. You know, I got married to a diehard Browns family in 09, and I've never seen that. So it's just, it was like, you know, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. I didn't have a professional team. So the Browns were just kind of like my first foray in the NFL. And it's just like, holy crap we're real. We're like a real organization. Like we've got uniforms and everything. It's, it's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I love that you married into your fandom. Yes. 100%. I had no NFL alliance uh, allegiance prior to it was 100% my wife and uh, my brother-in-law. And um, so that I became a diehard Browns fan. I was cheering when Johnny Manziel was drafted. Was <laughs> you fell right, you fell right into the trap. <laughs> yeah, I, I was cheering when Dwayne Bowe was signed as a free agent. I, 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 I went hook, line, and sinker, and finally, I don't feel like a fish, like underwater. It's just really nice to not be ashamed. I was never really ashamed, but like I'm a Browns fan, and that doesn't mean that half the people that I grew up with are going to ridicule me on Facebook and Twitter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no only we I love like, that answer browns fans eat their own though so like you just yes. get ridiculed by other browns fans yes 100%. yes what about you greg did do you did you have any anything in the off season that got you super hyped for this upcoming season yeah i've got i've got a couple i'll try to i'll try to keep them i mean i think one of the coolest things is the fact that we signed jadavian Clowney, and it's like the fifth or sixth best story maybe like that tells you how well this off season has been going so far is that that is not even the most exciting or only thing, you know, that you would have seen in past years. Um, look, I, I, I love the fact that somehow some the way they had a plan and they landed JOK. I think that is going to be like the sleeper hit for years to come. And I am so excited to see what Joe Woods is going to do this year to sort of put that in place and, and, and just, and, 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 and it's going to be really cool. Um, and then I, I was stoked that Higgins is staying like, that was such a cool moment for me yes. because that dude is, he's a baller. And the fact that like, look, I don't know if he had other offers or not. It doesn't even matter. Like he wants to be here. That's really cool. That says a lot about the culture, right? We've seen yes. that culture out of the Indians for years now, you know, probably close to 10 years with, you know, Francona in. It's a little toxic on that other team that's a professional sport group in uh, Cleveland right now. 
Um, but the Browns have finally built that culture. Um, and uh, it's a, it's a, it's a place to be now. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, we have taken up way too much of your time, but we had a blast <laughs> doing it before we let you guys go. Is there anything else you want to talk about with play CLE or play? What is, what is your Columbus one? Play, play C-Bus? C-Bus. Love it. Makes sense. Anything else you want to talk about, share with the people where they can find you, any, any of your packages you want to talk about before we let you guys go? Um, I, so I'll, I'll do the shameless plug for one. So um, a website, of course, playadventureparks.com. Um, we, just, we just celebrated a couple weeks ago our six-month anniversary for CBUS. Um, we opened in November. Uh, as you can imagine, opening a business uh, mm-hmm. over the last year has been a little challenging, right? And we're so we're still finding our sea legs. We're still working out some things, but we're doing something now because we like fun, we like games. Um, so we're doing a. We just launched last week a ten thousand dollar giveaway. Yes. Um, wow. Because everybody, like, I was a little disappointed, you know, like Dewine stole our. You know, <laughs> It ain't Bass a million, right? We don't even have such a cool name. It's just play for 10K. But um, so we're doing a we're doing a contest. And anybody who visits over the next month to CBUS um, gets entries. And all the entries, we're picking 25 contestants. Amazing. They don't know what they're gonna do. They have to, there's a challenge that's gonna happen at the end of June that they all have to participate in for a chance to win, and they won't find out until the day of. Wow. It's kind of cool on our end because we've come up with a really cool thing for people to try. Um, but we like the mystery of it. We like sort of the fun and adventurous, like going into it, try something fun, different, which is our place. And then you got a chance to win some pretty cool cash, but you got to have that anticipation as well. So shameless plug is now over on my part. <laughs> hey, we love it. We have a lot of listeners in Columbus area. Uh, so if you are in that area, you should go check them out and take a chance. Maybe win some cash. cash All right. Good. Brian, anything from you? Anything to close? We, we, we have to hear your record. Oh, I haven't even given mine yet. Right. Uh, uh, five and 12. No. What? Um, oh, my yeah. gosh. I was going to say you are out. We're editing you off the show. <laughs> I told you my Browns fandom leaking out of me. No, um, I'm actually, I'm in the middle of all of you. Uh, I, I'm a 13 and four person. Respectable. Okay. We accept I, I that. We like Kansas that. City, uh, either Green Bay, Green Bay or Denver, wherever Aaron Rodgers lands. Oh, uh, <laughs> Baltimore once, and then we're going to lose the Cincy in week uh, week eighteen wow. because we're not going to have anybody playing. Fine. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Can, we can Sarah accept that. Boys. We yeah, they're going to they're so, going to be resting. Uh, they're going to be playing the practice squad in yeah. in that week. So whoever is backing up Joe Burrow's right knee at that point in time um, is going to lead the Cincinnati Bengals to a ridiculous win over the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. We'll there's, no, there's no chance Joe is playing in week 17 either. No. no. Yeah. I don't think no, so either. No, no. But, but they got all the wide receivers now. Come on. Yay. Yeah. No one to throw the ball. <laughs> so we've been there. We've been there before, right? All right. <laughs> Yeah, do we have a game on uh, Halloween, don't we? Yeah. Yes, that's yes. the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, we're Halloween and Christmas. We could be we could be dressing up as the ghost of quarterback pass. There you there you go. <laughs> I'm sure it will happen. If you bring awesome. in an ex here, here we go. I'll announce it now. If you bring in and wear an ex Cleveland Brown quarterback's jersey, 
to either play CLE or play CBUS on Halloween day, you will have free admission. There you go. Wow. I can show up with my Brady Quinn jersey. I already have it. Brady, uh, Britt's going to show up in Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) DK forever, baby. Yes. All right, Brian and Greg. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was so much fun having you guys on. Um, as they mentioned, if you guys want to check out their adventure parks, um, go visit playadventureparks.com. There's locations in Avon as well as Columbus. And stay tuned because we will be doing an event with them where you can come hang out with us, maybe drink some wine, eat some good food. And we will challenge you to that 40-yard field goal and plan on beating everyone. So thank you guys again for joining us. Uh, We wish you all the best of luck and we can't wait to come out and visit again. All right, well, that wraps up our show for the evening. Again, special thanks to um, Play CLE, Play CBUS for coming on and chatting with us for that interview. Um, Once again, um, if you guys want to check them out, they have locations in Avon and Columbus. Um, And make sure you follow them on social media. Make sure you download us on your podcast listening platform. That is Spotify, Apple iTunes, Odyssey, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast. Um, Don't forget to rate and review us and shoot us a Twitter message. We'd love to hear from y'all, see how your week's going. And hopefully we put a smile on your faces. Bye everyone. This episode brought to you by Play Adventure Parks with locations in Cleveland and Columbus. If you're interested in sponsoring That's What Be Said, please email us at girlgangclee at gmail.com.